Macarion to Stokes, who's onside. Welcome to another episode of the Saints FC podcast. Uh, this week, I am absolutely delighted and thrilled to be bringing you um, probably the greatest Southampton football player of all time. Certainly the most talented player I've ever seen uh, play in the red and white stripes. Arguably the person who has kind of most made me enthralled with football, um, and that is, of course, uh, Matthew Letizia. Um We have him answering uh, questions uh, from Saints fans here in an audience of a fantastic event uh, which ran in Revolution back on the 22nd of March, um, an evening with Matthew Letizia, uh run by Scott and Fitz, who run lots of events with ex-football players, cricketers, um, and invited me to come down, uh, meet Matt, and record the question and answer part of the show. Um, it's a little shorter episode than normal. Um, one of the reasons for that is when you go and see Matthew Letizia chatting live in front of a pub audience, uh, you get some stuff which is maybe a little bit too hot hot for the podcast. So uh, we've had to cut some really great stuff out, uh, which is a terrible shame, but I suppose you know that's a good reason um, for you to go and seek out one of these events. Um, and if you ever get the chance to go and see Matthew Letizia speaking live at one of these, an evening with events, I thoroughly recommend uh, going to do that. Um, the next big name that they've got coming up is uh, Paul Gascoigne, who will be speaking um, at an event in Bournemouth in early April. So if you fancy finding out about that, uh, type into Google, Google an evening with uh, Paul Gascoigne and you'll find out the information that you need to see. Um, as always, please do get in contact with the podcast. You can email us, saintsfcpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can t- contact us on Twitter, at saintsfcpodcast. Um, you can even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you really love the show and you want to tell the rest of the world um, what you've been enjoying about it. Um, Beer52 have continued their sponsorship of the podcast. I'm absolutely delighted about that. And the good news uh, for you is that if you haven't already made use of your free box of beer from Beer52, you can still do so. So if you want to get your hands on a free box of 10 beautifully selected craft beers, all you have to do is head to www.beer52.com forward slash saints. Uh, you'll need to pay the £5.95 for postage and your box will come with 10 lovely hand-selected craft beers um, for all of you beer connoisseurs out there, along with a nice little salty snack to go with the beers and a magazine as well, telling you about each of the different beers that you'll have in your box. 
It is a subscription service, so you do uh, sign up for a monthly subscription to the beer. Uh, this month's uh, beer was Irish themed, so getting you in the in the mood for St. Paddy's Day, some fantastic beers in there. Um, you can choose between kind of whether you like kind of darker beers or lighter and hoppy beers, uh, but definitely worth it. So beer52.com forward slash saints, you pay $5.95 for the postage. Sign up for one of their monthly plans. If you decide it's not for you, you can cancel that um, even immediately after your free trial. Anyway, let's head over, cast our minds back to the 22nd of March, upstairs in Revolution in Southampton, um, and an audience with the Saints legend, uh, that is Matthew Letissier. And to lead him through the Q&A section of uh, the next portion, will you please welcome my mate and... uh, and interviewer for the evening, Fitzy. Okay, we've got loads of questions here, Matt. Loads and loads of questions. Right, so Matt, here we go. We're going to run through the questions. If we've got time, we'll take a few impromptu ones from the floor. But we see how we get on. Uh, the first one is from James O. Do you regret not give uh, not going to a bigger club uh, in terms of your England career? Do do you regret? Not leaving Southampton, do you think if you had done it would have helped you with England? Uh, secondly, uh, the second question first, I think if I, if I would have moved, it probably would have helped, which is a sad indictment of the game, really, um, because uh, I don't think it should matter who you play for. If you're playing well, you're playing well and you should get picked. Um, and that was the way I thought about things. Um, I'm very proud. I, I, I'm very proud of the eight caps that I got uh, playing for Southampton because... I know that getting eight caps for Southampton is probably the equivalent of getting about 50 if you play for Man United and you're an average player. Not mentioning any names in particular. (laughs) Phil Neville. (laughs) Good. Okay, moving on, Matt. Did I say that out loud then? You did, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Phil Neville. Uh, Dave H. Is Dave here? Where's Dave H? There he is at the second row. Uh, what do you think uh, the future direction is of Saints under the new Chinese owners? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I, hopefully, um, it's not the direction we go in this pregnant season. Um, it's, it, obviously, it's always difficult. I don't think there's been actually too many changes in terms of uh, the structure at the top of the club. I think the investments uh obviously been made and and they've been told to just carry on what you were doing um unfortunately uh i, I think we've probably uh, made a couple of mistakes in terms of the managers that uh, that were appointed yep. um you know we were we were a little bit sport with you know we we got very very fortunate with pochettino who's turning out to be a terrific manager yes. you know ronald Koeman did a great job for us um you know that that was sad i, I was really um I was really sad when Ronald left. I thought he had a, mm. a real good thing going here um, uh, and I just thought it was a shame. Um, so hopefully uh, we can get the investment into the club that's, that's going to mean we can get back to where we were a couple of seasons ago. You know, if we can be sure. challenging, you know, we've got to be realistic. If we can be challenging the top half of the table, then uh, I think that's that's the level where we can get to realistically yeah. Yeah. you know if you have a freak season like Leicester did that's all well and good but realistically if we can if we can be challenging for the top half of the of the Premier League and 
playing a strong team in the cup competition so we can have a real good run in them. Yeah. I don't think the I don't think you can ask for much more. Um okay. you know, I think you I think if if you can do that, I think you have a happy crowd, which yeah. you know, it, it hasn't been over the last couple of years because the football hasn't the quality of the football hasn't been good enough. Um, you know, we've got to be realistic. We were sport a little bit, but the last two seasons we haven't looked like scoring many goals. And let's be honest, we go to football because we want to see people score goals. You know, yeah, it's lovely to win. Um, but, you know, you want your team to play well and give you something to talk about at the end of the game. There's been too many games where the crowd have come away from St Mary's and gone, geez, that was freaking hard work watching that. Yeah, And, yeah, and that's not right. Good answer. Uh, this is an, an anonymous one, so... Uh... Did your secretary want you to play for Pompey? Not sure what that's about at all. <laughs> I know what that's about. You know what that's about. Yeah. Okay. When I had my. Does your secretary know what that's about? When I had, yeah, she does. Okay. When I had my testimonial year, um, the lady who was the secretary of my testimonial year was a Portsmouth season ticket. Oh, uh, okay, fair enough. Moving on, Matt Terry. I'm not sure if this is the one on one X factor, but Matt Terry. <laughs> um, how did you feel um, scoring the last goal? At the Dell against the Gooners. Uh, that, that, that was just um, an unbelievable feeling. I, I was told on the Tuesday before that game uh, by Stuart Gray, uh, because I'd been injured most of that season, um, right. I hadn't scored a Premier League goal all season. Um, I just got back to a, a semblance of fitness, if you can call it that. Uh, <laughs> but I a semblance of fitness. I wasn't injured, let's put it that <laughs> good, way. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, and Stuart said to myself and to Franny Benali uh, on the Tuesday before the game, he pulled us both to one side in training and went, look, you're going to be on the bench on, on the weekend. You, at the end of the game, when that final whistle goes, you and Franny, I promise you now, will be on the pitch because of what you've done for the football club. You deserve to be on sure. the pitch at the end of that. And I just thought it was a lovely gesture from Stuart to that, do that. That's, just a show, class, that's a class Yeah, act. just show there's, there is room for sentiment in football a little bit. Um, and, uh, and and I don't think Stuart really expected um, what happened uh, no. to happen, to be honest. But I went, I'll be honest, I went to bed, this is how sad I am, um, I went to bed every night knowing from that day and every night I went to bed, I was imagining, I fell asleep imagining scoring the last goal of the right. day. And right. I just every night I just went. I, I want to do this. This is my, this is my destiny. I want to be able to be the yeah. last person to score the last goal of the down. And I right. did. And it just that when that chance came, it wasn't a, as you saw in there, it wasn't an easy chance. Uh, it was on. It was on my weaker foot. Um, but it was either me on my left foot or Chris Marsden. And I thought, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't throw him out the way. <laughs> So, uh, so so when the ball went in the back of the net, it was just yeah. it, it was just unbelievable. And and considering that I, I hadn't been fit and I wasn't fit, it's amazing what adrenaline can do to you. Because if you see my celebrations, yeah. James Beatty can't catch me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> unbelievable what adrenaline can do. And uh, and I just when it left my foot, I I just knew it was just one of those moments. As soon as it left my foot, I thought keeper's got no chance of saving that that's in no. and it's just and I was away and gone uh, and it was just an amazing moment and then about a minute later Chris Marsden had a chance from the edge of the box I don't know if anyone remembers but he had a shot and Alex Manninger in the Arsenal goals tipped it over the crossbar I, I ran across the, the, the box take the corner and I was, felt like hugging the goalie just go <laughs> thanks very much mate you know really appreciate that <laughs> So this is this is true as well, right? So we so he flicked it over the bar for a corner. So I I got the ball and went to take the corner, 
But I knew it was like the last knockings of the game. And I thought, I ain't putting this in the box. Fuck <laughs> <Not> that. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, I actually, I put the ball down, I took a short corner to Wayne Bridge. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I took the short corner, the referee blew the final whistle. I was like, hey, get in. <laughs> uh, great memories. Ant, Ant Willis. Uh, can you name the top 11, starting 11 of all players that you have played with so what's your your top 11 oh, saint blimey. side i guess uh yeah that's that's i'll take some thinking about i i tim flowers would probably be in goal um but we have a sport you know i played with peter shilton as well uh, albeit towards the end of his career when he wasn't quite as agile um uh, so I, I would probably go with tim i, I thought he was an f- excellent goalkeeper uh right back i'd go with jeff kenner yeah. Jeff Kenner was fantastic. Yeah. Dodsey had, you know, oh, a longer, I love him. Dodsey had a longer, a longer spell at Saints. Yeah. Um, but you know, Jeff kept him out the out the side at right back for a, for a little while there, and I thought Jeff was a, a really good fullback. Uh, left back, uh, I always upset Franny because I don't pick him when I do this. <laughs> don't tell him, right? No, cut but, that. But if if the older people in the room might remember, for, for one season we had Derek Statham yes. at Southampton Football Club and he was a fantastic footballer. Yes, came from West Brom. Was yeah, it? yeah, came from West yeah. Brom. Had a bit of a dodgy knee, but he was just brilliant. Yes. Um, different class. Centre-backs, you, you'd probably go, I mean, as a centre-back pairing, Svensson and Lundigvarn were very, yes. very good. But then you got somebody like Dean Richards, who was fantastic oh, for us. Bless, bless him, him. yeah. Yeah. You know, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Mark Wright, I played with. So there was, a, there was a, a. I'd go as a partnership. You know, Svensson and Lundetbaum as a partnership. I'd, I'd take as yeah. the top centre back partnership. Uh, I'd have to have Rodney Wallace in the team because uh, I thought Rodney was one of the players that I enjoyed playing alongside the most. Yeah, uh, along with Ronnie Eckland. Um, you know, it was only a short period of time that Ronnie was at the club, but um, loved that period of time playing football with him. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Case would have to be in the team. Jimmy was just unbelievable Uh, he'd be suspended for half the year uh, (laughs) in today's football but in 1987 he was good you know what I mean you could get away with that then Uh, obviously Shearer would have to be in the team Um, you know I'd I'd have to pick myself yeah Um, yeah you'd have to really how many is that Uh, what am I missing yeah, I've missed another forward on that. I'd, I'd go, Joe, you know, I'd go with, uh, on pure, on pure ability. And if the boy, if the boy had had a bigger heart, and that's, I'm not being disrespectful, um, but, but the guy had to be 110% fit before he played the game. Yeah. Um, but when he did play the game, he was unbelievable. And that was Marion Pahars. Okay. Yeah. He was he was as good on his day. He, I mean, what he did to Yapstam at Old Trafford when he nutmegged him and smashed it in the in the bottom yeah. corner was just you know phenomenal. And uh, he, he just he just unfortunately he wasn't as mentally strong as he should have been. Okay, and manager Glenn Hoddle or <laughs> <laughs> there's only one manager. Bawley, bless him. Bawley, bless him indeed. Great answer. Okay, moving on. Yes, great answer. That lady over there she went, Jeff Kenner, I love him. <laughs> okay, John, are you going... Oh, we don't want to know about that. No, we don't. No. It's not going I'm not down sure. that route. 
Are you going to join the? Be careful. From John, might have to John Creep. You might have to help me out here, John. Are you going to join the? Is it HCE Cricket? Yeah, HCE Cricket Team, as you promised. (laughs) I wish I had the time to play cricket. Unfortunately, golf gets in the way. We Um, want you to come down play cricket for us, Matt. It's a tough life. We want you to come down and play cricket for us. I, I, I was all right at cricket. Yeah. I used to be quite good. Yeah. I'm not Phil Tuffnell, honestly. I this, is a great, this is a great question. Susan, uh, who would you like to be managed by now? So of all the managers out there now, who, who would be a, a good manager for, for Matt? Um, it, <laughs> it's difficult because uh, the, the best manager is obviously Guardiola is, is a phenomenal manager. Klopp is, is doing very well. Pochettino is doing very well. But the style of football they play, I'm not sure I'd fit into it. <laughs> <laughs> the high press wasn't really my thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I, I, when he was at Chelsea, I really liked Mourinho. I think since he's gone to Man United, and uh, I've, I've gone right off him. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd probably pick... I'd probably pick Guardiola if I'm honest because okay. he's just uh, his Man City team the football that they play this season has been just absolutely scintillating to yes. watch and they're streets ahead of any other team and that's reflected in their league position yeah. uh, it's not a fluke you know they they are that much better than everyone else's season he sort of had a season see what saw what needed to be improved improved it and yeah. they're doing it spent Who could half a billion pounds doing it yeah well fine, there you go you know? okay question from Van Van, Van you're going to have to help me out here over this, what do you think of Charlie Nicholas's earring? Charlie Nicholas's earring. <laughs> yeah, got it. I think Charlie is now 56, 57 years of age. I mean, the earring should have gone about 35 freaking years ago, let's be honest. <laughs> but he won't have it. We tell him every week and he just keeps putting it on. You know. yeah, he's a kid. Okay, next one. We'll get, through, his, one, get through his money. No, it's just took me about an hour to read it. Um, <laughs> Chris Hooper, do you think uh, you have more successful football career or having a more successful career as a TV radio pundit? Um, to be honest, uh, my football career was something that I was incredibly proud of. Um, you know, uh, as I said before, I was just a little kid from Guernsey. You can you can name probably three players from Guernsey in their whole of the history of football that have played in the top flight of the English division. So um, I'm incredibly proud of that. Uh, to be honest, afterwards, I just sit on the telly and talk to my yeah. mates about football. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science. It don't doesn't tax you too much sure. mentally. Um, so sure. it doesn't it doesn't compare uh, in my in my mind to to what I achieved as a footballer. Did you think, um, as you were coming maybe towards the last two or three years of your career, that punditry was going to be a route for you? Or even at that time, were you thinking management? Uh, to be honest with you, I was thinking golf every freaking day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> management didn't really enter my head uh, no. too much. Um, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't have a plan. I ne- I, I'm just, you won't be surprised sure. to know that. Uh, my life doesn't really revolve around making big plans. I just go yeah. with the flow and uh, see what happens, as you can tell from when I was on the pitch sometimes. Uh, cool. And it's, it's just the way I live my life, you know. If sure. something comes along, I'll give it a go. If I enjoy it, I'll carry on doing it. And if people want to keep paying me to do it, happy days. Sure. Excellent. Uh, question from Rich. In reference uh, to the Branford era, did it... 
Did it really go wrong at the point he walked in the dressing room <laughs> and said, hi, I'm Ian Bramford? That's a good question. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think it, it went wrong when he sold Alan Shearer to Blackburn and he bought in David Speedy and Kerry Dixon and said in the press, Dixon and Speedy will both outscore Alan Shearer this season. Alan Shearer scored 25 up till Christmas before he got injured. Kerry Dixon got two. David Speedy, fuck all. <laughs> An average of one between them, then. Um, why did you never play for Pompey? Who's asked that? Well, you say that. You say that. But I had a phone call just after I retired from Steve Claridge, who was playing at Millwall at the time. And he rang me up and he went, Tears, I've been giving a testimonial. Will you come and play in it for me? And I was like, yeah, no problem. That's fine, mate. Uh, he said, it's like May bank holiday, first, first bank holiday in May. I went, yeah, it's fine. I'm free that day. And I was just about to put the phone down. I went, where are you playing it? He went, Fratton Park. Fucking <laughs> 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 brilliant. So I kind of backed myself into a bit of a corner. And... Uh, so I thought, I know what I'll do. He's, he's obviously going to get me to put a Portsmouth shirt on. So I, I had my own Southampton shirt made up with number seven scummer written on the back. Right? <laughs> so, uh, so this is a true story. So we go, we go down. I get into Fratton Park. We're in the changing room before the game. And Claridge comes up to me. And he went, tis, tis. And he pulled it out of his bag. He'd got a Southampton shirt. Right? Okay. And, and I went, you don't need that, mate. I'm sorted. I've got one. He went, right, he said, we're going to get the referee to give us a penalty in front of the Fratton end so you can take it. <laughs> I went, fair enough, no problem. So, uh, so we get a penalty, get 20 minutes gone, referee gives a penalty. Thanks very much, put the ball down. I stepped up and I sent the Japanese goalie, they had the wrong way. And uh, so I've, I've ran up to the Fratton end and took my Portsmouth shirt off to reveal my Southampton shirt underneath. <laughs> Fucking hell, they went mental, honestly. <laughs> And then, and then I got I got quite close to the to the stand, and then I turned round right to show them what I'd had written on the back, and uh, and the three of them that could read that were in that fucking stand. <laughs> right. I just started getting a little bit of laughter, and uh, and I kind of got away with it. And then about five minutes later, I was absolutely gutted. About five minutes later, I mean, I'd, I'd retired, and I'd put on about two stone at this point. Right? I wasn't fucking in the best shape. Not that I ever was. Um, and I've hit a shot from about 30 yards. Right? I, I won't forget it. And I've dipped. It's dipped over the goalkeeper. It's hit the underside of the bar and come back out again. I was fucking gutted, right? And within a split second... The frat end started singing, What the fucking hell was that? <laughs> oh, bastards. Brilliant. It's nearly one of the best goals of my career. That turned, <laughs> out, that turned out to be a great question that led to a great story. So that's cool. Gary, we've got Gary with us, who uh, was the uh, pub barman at the White Swan in the 90s. And his question is, are roast potatoes oh. one of your favourite foods still? Honestly, I, I'm fucking addicted to them. <laughs> They're as bad as chips. I mean, I, I go back. I mean, I've got family back in Guernsey. My my daughter's 22 years of age now, uh, and I still go back to Guernsey. And my daughter thinks I'm going back to see her, but <laughs> but I'm just going back for my mum's roast dinner. To be honest with you, uh, joking, Keely. Yeah. Uh, but I do. Yeah, I, I'm a bit partial to a roast potato, especially okay. the ones down the White Swan. They're good quality, them. 
I still go there occasionally. Uh, you've already sort of typed, well, meant, covered this really, but well, there's a follow-up question. So the question was, do you think Glenn Hoddle ruined your international career? Because I do, says Neil. Um, it says, because any other manager would have selected you. Any of the other England managers around that era, would you have liked to sort of do, play do for what? there? To be honest, I've got to say, when, when Glenn left me out, I was playing all right for that. I had a decent season. I broke my arm at the start of that season, but I, I finished the season pretty strongly. But when Terry Venables dropped me, and that was the season I scored like 30 goals. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I'd actually say Terry Venables was actually more of a for dropping me because I was actually playing better when he was manager than what Glenn was. Question from Rusty. And obviously we've touched on your lack of appetite for management. It says, would you consider being a Saints manager if fate allowed? So say, for example, Saints said, come on, Matt, we really need you to do this. Even if it's half a season, keep us up. Matt, the God, saviour of Saints. You must, you'd do it, wouldn't you? Ah, listen, I, I've always said... I've always said that I've, I'd love to be involved at, at Southampton Football Club at some point in the future. In what role that is, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. Just yeah. I would do anything to help the football club. If they said to me, you know, we've got no other option, <laughs> <laughs> can you manage yeah. us for the last eight games? I, I, I don't have any qualifications in terms of coaching yeah. badges and all that shit. So, I, I, yeah. I mean, you were allowed to do it temporarily, I think, because yeah. Shearer did it in Newcastle. Um, I certainly couldn't have done no worse than the last one. You're right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's not something that I, I actively go after. If I'm honest, sure. it's not. It's not my so cup of tea, really. Just covering the uh, change of managers uh, now with Mark Hughes. What for you technically was the missing ingredients, and will Mark Hughes actually bring that to the table as the new manager? Uh, I, I think the missing ingredient was um, not trying something a little bit different. I just saw the same tactics employed week after week and not getting results from it and thinking, it's not working. Try something different. Just try something different. And yeah. it's not, you know, it's not rocket science. Um, and I think that's probably been the most frustrating thing for me watching this season is that there, there wasn't enough variety in terms of the, the formation and the tactics. Sure. You know, there was plenty of player changes, but it was a lot of, uh, a lot of, the same tactics being used and the same formation being used uh, and it just wasn't working. Sure. A question from Mark uh, Dowling. I'm just going to go the last few. If I haven't asked this because it's either been sort of covered already or I, I haven't been able to read it. Um, Mark Dowling, uh, which footballers inspired you? Obviously, other than Glenn Hoddle, which footballers inspired you as a young footballer? Um, um, this is, just goes to show how impartial I am, really. Um, uh, obviously, as a, as a kid, I, I was supporting Tottenham, but Liam Brady at Arsenal. Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic footballer. You've got to be a certain age to, probably older than me, to remember Liam Brady. But uh, as a midfielder, he had a wand of a left foot, one of the best left foots I've seen. And yes. uh, he was one of the players that, that I looked up to. And, and kind of people like Ozzy Ardiles. Uh, Frank Worthington you yeah. know I saw the back end of Frank's career sure. loved the way that he played his football you know he just played it like he didn't give a shit and uh, and I took that on and I good <laughs> fair enough it was the way to get the best out of myself question from Carol where's Carol Carol there's Carol like that um, so Carol asks can you come out of retirement and play <laughs> against West Ham <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure you'd want a 15 and a half stone 49 year old in your team at this time. 
Uh, I, I'd quite happily sit on the bench if we got a penalty in the last minute. I'll be straight on there. Don't worry about that. I can still do that bit. <laughs> Another question here from James. Uh, did you ever score a header? No. I'm not sure where that's. Where's James? Who's James? Yeah, I don't know where he is. He's hiding. You're James. How old are you, James? Thirty-nine. Okay, I scored two hundred and nine goals in my career. How many of them do you think were headers? Twenty-one. Twenty-one headers. One in every ten game. One in, correct. One in every ten goals was a header. So actually, Laurie McManamy was wrong when he said I was shit in the air. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to draw the raffle soon, and uh, we'll need the raffle prizes if we haven't already got them down, guys. But uh, before we let you go, Matt, can I ask you, what's your prediction in terms of uh, where Saints are going to finish at the end of this season, and what needs to happen to, to push them on next season, get them into the top half of the table, as, <laughs> as you've said? I don't think it would take... With that squad, it wouldn't take too much to get us in the top half of the table. You know, at the minute, we're only kind of probably half a dozen points away from the top half of the table. So yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, it's condensed. It's yeah. very condensed down there. So it doesn't take a, a huge turnaround. It just takes a little bit more positivity in in the tactics and the formation. It was nice to see two up front on the on the weekend. You know, that made a made a nice change. And I think that got everybody on side with the manager straight away when the yeah. team sheet came out. So, sure. uh, so that's something that, that needs to be done. Um, I think the key games for me are, are the West Ham game, sure. the Swansea away game, uh, and the Bournemouth at home. I think those three games, I think if we take seven points out of those three games, I think we stay up. Okay. Okay. And then signings-wise, what needs to happen in the summer to, uh, to get us sort of safely into that top half yeah uh, I'd say uh, I think we need to freshen up the positions behind the striker yeah uh, I think Tadic has gone stale I think he's had a poor season I think Redmond's been been poor those positions um, for me have been probably the biggest problem you know Buffal it does <laughs> I mean it's difficult it's difficult for me to criticise someone who's a bit inconsistent, but at <laughs> <laughs> like the pot calling the kettle black. But there's not there's not been enough end product. You yeah. know, I mean, even when I was shit, I had an end product sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I can't see him scoring two hundred goals for Saints, Matt. No, <laughs> no. So I think those those for me are the positions that need strengthening more than sure. any. Sure. Well, Matt, do stay with us just for a moment or two. So we're sure. going to draw the raffle. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, what a what a class act! The legend that is Matt Letizia. So there we have it. Uh, fantastic little chat with Matthew Letizia there. Um, you know, they do say that you should never meet your heroes, but I can say that if Matthew Letizia is your hero, there's absolutely no danger of meeting him. He is as brilliant as you'd expect him to be. He's really, really charming, really friendly. Um, I got a chance to have a, a little chat with him uh, just in the bar before the event. And, you know, uh, probably unsurprising. I, I think quite a lot of you have probably met Math Matthew Letizia before, but absolutely charming gentleman really really great guy um so there we go you know big thanks to scott Amphitz from an evening with um remember do get hold of your free beer beer52.com forward slash saints if you want to do that uh do get in contact with the podcast let us know what you think 
um, of that uh, question answer session with Matthew Letizia. Let us know what you think of the new manager and tell us about how excited you are about being in the semi-final of the FA Cup. Anyway, that's it from me. Um, I do hope that you enjoy the rest of your week and up the Saints.